When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have any cheese at all? No. What <laughs> a senseless waste of human life. Hello, cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast Preview Show. This is Brendan, your host for the show, which, as you know, is our final preview show of the season. Sunday's match against Roy's Wobbly Wonders, Crystal Palace. As this is our final preview show, we've pulled out all the tactical big guns for this one. Joining us from the US of A is Atlanta Spurs own Aviva Summers. Aviva, welcome to the show. How are things? I've never been described as a tactical powerhouse. Big gun. Whatever. Big gun. I've ne- yeah, I don't know whether to be flattered or kind of pissed off. Uh, <laughs> great to be back. It's been It's been a long season, Brendan. It's been a very mm. long season, so I'm looking forward to this. Well, joining Aviva and myself all the way from Vienna is the Harlow Globetrotter. How are you doing, HG? Uh, does that mean I am not the tactical big gun? All right, no, Aviva, it's all, it's all on you now tonight. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm doing really well, actually. Thank you. It's uh, middle of the summer holidays, so I, I can never really complain. Weather is good. Um, daughter goes to kindergarten every morning. It's great. Lots of time by myself to think and breathe spurs. That's true. Yes, yeah, so both of you are kind of, because like, either you're in education and HG, you work in education. So you're both just like living the life of Riley right now, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. Yeah, but for the, for the, for the other nine months of the year, we work much harder than everyone else. Truth. 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 Top stuff. Well, before we get into the game itself, as we normally do now with the previews, uh, we take a quick trip down memory lane. HG, what's your lasting Spurs v Crystal Palace memory? My lasting one. Let's go with the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I think we have to go back to all the games, weirdly enough, that we've had at, at Selhurst Park in recent years. Because um, mm. it's not, not just the one that maybe people remember with, with Delhi's fantastic goal, but also might have been the following year when uh, Ericsson scored a scorch from like 35 yards towards the end that won us the game. We, we, we've had some, some tough games there, but uh, I think that Ericsson goal was, was one of my favourites he scored for us. So I'm going to go with that. It was a sort of grass trimmer, wasn't it? It, was, it wasn't like high, it just was from far and just hit perfectly. Aviva, how about you? When you think Spurs Palace, what's the first thing that springs to mind? First thing that comes to mind is one of my earliest memories of watching Spurs being broadcast in America. It's going all the way back to 04, the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, Freddie Canude scoring a hat-trick. Um, wow. because very, we, they only used to show FA Cup games and you were lucky if your team was one of the sh- teams to be shown. So mm. I remember watching that, uh, with great enthusiasm. So that's probably the one I'm going to choose. Wow. That's proper retro. Good stuff. Um, well, they're in a rotten one of form. They've lost each of their last seven games. Uh, and we are actually top of the form table. So HG, it's going to be one nil palace, isn't it? <laughs> um, the the cynic amongst us will think so. Yes, like what one nil is a very popular score in these games, but most of the time it does go in our favour. So like I rem- I do remember the the FA Cup game from from last year. I think it was maybe the year before when Trippier missed a penalty. But uh, no, look, what one nil in this game usually goes towards us. So I think it's going to be at least that. And look, we we know with 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 Jose, like we're not conceding a goal. 
You know, mm. we may not score many, but we're probably not going to concede many. So one, one nil looks a pretty good bet for either side. Aviva, uh, they don't have anything to play for and they aren't going down. They're not, they can't make Europe. Do you like playing teams like that with nothing to lose or does it sort of make them a bit more dangerous? <clears throat> Newcastle 5-1. I mean, oh, I don't even, don't. I've, I, I purposely have blocked that from my memory. Do not bring it back up again. Um <laughs> Here's the thing. If it was like maybe in the middle of the season, I'd be like more terrified. But I don't know. Sometimes you have teams you play at the end, like the last game of the season, and neither team really cares. Um, and they just, you know, we beat Leicester like what seven goals a few seasons ago, last game of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll definitely be goals in this. Um, but yeah, I'm. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, though. I think there will be goals from both sides. Um, so since the restart, they've won their first game, 2-0 against Bournemouth, but they have lost every single game since, losing, losing seven on the bounce, conceding 17 and scoring four. Uh, we beat them 4-0 at home in September. I was actually at that game. Um, and the goals we scored were quite counter-attacking, which is what I'm assuming will, will, uh, will be the game on Monday, on Sunday. Roy had them out lined up in a 4-4-2 last time out. And as with our last game against Leicester, they've got lots of injury problems. Aviva, who's out for them? Their captain, Milivojevic, Richard out, and he kind of usually runs that midfield. Um, mm-hmm. Benteke, but has he really been present? He scored, I think, a goal this season, if I remember. Um, mm. Van Anholt, who's a real threat, for, you know, for them, and um, Martin Kelly are, you know, on the treatment table. Sacco is now joining Cahill and Tompkins as well. So yeah, their their back line is pretty non-existent at this point. Yeah, I mean HG. I'm um, looking at their attacking threats. They've scored just 30 goals in 37 games this season, with only Norwich having scored fewer. Do you see any threat from them? Who is their danger man or danger men, do you think? Well, you, don't, you can't go too far past Zaha. I mean, I don't particularly mm. rate him, but he is the one person who's capable of finding the top corner from 30 yards or going on a mazy run and providing a tap-in for someone. So, yeah, look, they, they, they do have a lot of issues. I mean, I'm looking at their bench in the previous game at Wolves and it's a, a bunch of kids pretty much. So, yeah, a bunch of kids and Max Meyer, um, who looks like a child. So it's... They they may have someone who can find the top corner. You know, we may give them a stupid penalty. That that tends to happen with Spurs. So, yeah, I, I'm not too worried. But you just you don't know. Like Schlup on his day is a decent player. Townsend on his day. I mean, he may not want to play well against Spurs, but um, you you just don't know. It it, mm. it does look as if it's lined up perfectly for a Spurs win, but with Palace. Yeah, I mean, set piece maybe. I mean, I know I know they beat us in the FA Cup a few years ago. And I think that was a, a header, Martin Kelly or something for set piece. So it, it, it's it's possible, but yeah, you, you have to think we're the favourites based on the players they have out, based on that we you know, barely have anyone out, um, mm. pretty much a full squad to choose from. Uh, it, it would be a real shame if we didn't pull this one out. Yeah. Uh, and even looking at that defence, as you said, they've got lots of injuries and it's being held together with scotch tape and prayers, as Padre would say. Do you think that we will bring the game to them or do you see us playing as we have in the recent weeks and months that we will sit back, let them come and we hit them on the counter? Well, as uh, I think it was Robbie Musto who said uh, after the game against Leicester, you know, the Leicester backline at that time had an average age about 98 years old. So mm. it, it was it was not it was a defense that we could easily break down and they were going to make mistakes. This defense, we don't know what Hodgson's going to do. He might put out youngsters. He might put out some some kiddos who might have something to play for to show what they can do. Um, that's mm. why end of the season games are kind of, you know, 
unpredictable. You don't know who's going to come in and play. I think, though, that, yeah, their defense is like that. But just to go off of what HG was saying with their attack, they've had 11 different goal scorers this season. So there isn't really one area of, of, of the field that their goals are coming from. They come from mm-hmm. wherever someone can get a, a lucky break. So it, that also can be tricky because, you know, they could strike at any time. Mm. Well, I think a lot of those players will, are out there. It's a million, fucking hell. Milivojevic. Milivojevic, thank you. Yeah. He's he's their free yeah. kick taker. He's their set piece taker, I think. And it's got a few free kicks, I seem to remember. Benteke's out, Van holds out. Um, so a lot of their, their attacking threat has been ruled out. I think the uh, thing is, like, if, if you're a Palace fan, right, you don't care about what really happens in this game. If I was a Palace fan, I'd be thinking, I want to see the kids. You know, they, yeah. Palace have always managed to see, managed to produce a few that have gone on and played well at a decent level, not just for Palace, but also for other teams. And so, yeah, when you look at the bench in that previous game, I mean, flames like Stephen Henderson and Sam Woods and Nia Kirby, like, I don't know which one of those is the reserve keeper. Do you? I mean, like, it's, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, but you know, if I was a Palace fan, do I really need to see Scott Dan again? Do I really need to see you know, the Townsend try and find the top corner from 45 yards? I, I just, I don't know. So yeah, you hope that Hodgson is, is going to do something that's right for Palace. But, um, you know, weird prediction alert. I think this might be Hodgson's final game as Palace manager. What so makes we'll you say see- that? Well, look, he's old, you know, but <laughs> he keeps them up. But at some point they're going to have to do probably what Brighton did last summer and think, Maybe, maybe we want more than this. Um, mm-hmm. we, we know they have a pretty aging team. The the one saleable asset they have is Zaha, who you know, probably quite likes being the big fish in quite a small pond. I don't think he's really going to go anywhere anytime soon. So you, you do wonder, like, what is Palace's future? Because if yeah. they if they don't make that change soon, they might be the next team to, to, to do what Bournemouth did this year and, and find themselves in a real relegation scrap. Yeah, and I don't think Hodgson's is going to be able to continue to, like, keep the mid table in a comfortable spot um, mm. because as I've been told by other people, old people, old guys have a hard time keeping things up over a long sustained period of time. <laughs> so, you know, I, I agree with you, Richie. They'll to, probably bring in someone else. To be else. fair, he only needs to do it about 10 times a season. They should be fine. So, you know, let, let's be <laughs> yeah. fair. Once a, once a month should once keep everyone eight weeks, happy. You know, yeah. You know, once we I wish I, I wish I kept it up once a month, my wife. <laughs> okay. That's... Well, uh, moving on to, to us and uh, HG, like you were quite critical of the performance against Leicester, and I want to sort of bring it back to that. And do do you not see the benefit of us being harder to break down? I mean, we are top of the form table. That that doesn't lie. And it, it's is it pretty? No, but uh, what what pretty teams are successful? You look through the years. You look at Portugal winning Euro twenty sixteen. Uh, Italy winning the 2006 World Cup, Greece winning Euro 2004. It was not pretty. So, so you're talking about three times in 16 years. Um, oh, those are examples that I pulled out. Okay, but, <laughs> but if, if it had been more recent, look, look, don't get me wrong, right? Everyone was happy with the 3-0 win over Leicester. No more than me because I hate flipping Brendan Rodgers. However, <laughs> like when you're 3-0 up at half time, right? You've got a bunch of people on the bench that could come on and get some game time. And yet your focus is on keeping that sheet clean. It, it just, that, that, that irked me. I think that's what it was. It just irked me that we, we basically decided the game was over with, you know, 60 minutes to go and the game's not over. We could have scored more goals. We could have put like, like it's not just on us to stop them. Like we, we, we can do a little bit more than that. So 
and look, if I thought that those three goals had come from fantastic counter-attacking play, then I might be okay with it. But it they didn't really, right? They came from an own goal and two fantastic finishes that, that you don't see every week from Kane. If you did then again, I'd probably be worrying less. But I, I just think that, you know, we talk, you know, we talked on the on the review pod about, you know, papering over cracks. It, it, it can do that. Like, I, I want to see a fluid Spurs. And w- w- when you've, uh, granted, like you're 3-0 up, I do understand, yes, you want to make sure that you keep the points. But, you know, Leicester didn't have a great deal going on. I, I just, I don't know, right? Like, you know, pa- Palace away, everything says we should go out and win this game. But if mm-hmm. it's nil-nil after 70 minutes, I wouldn't be that surprised. And I don't think that's that's a great use of time. Like, we should be going to try and score. We should be putting the game to bed early on and not waiting for an own goal to help us do that. Well, do you think it's going to be a clash of styles? Aviva bringing you in now, would you... How what do you think of of the way that we're playing? Are you are you happy that we're winning games, or do you do you think that would you rather that we were playing with a flourish? So here's the thing: we talk about like strong foundations. You look at Liverpool; their foundation, in my opinion, is their defense and their attacking line, and then their midfield. He has players he can bring in, mix it around, and whatever. Spurs, we don't have a consistent front and a consistent back, but our midfield is where we need to switch it out. So we don't really have a strong foundation that's consistent yet, and because of that. I don't know, you know, we've only been playing this 4-4-2 for a few games now. And the question is, is this going to be a mainstay or is he going to switch it up? And because it's an end of the year game, I would imagine he's going to switch it up, especially with personnel. I can see Skip starting. I can see Fernandez starting. I can see, you know, other people. Maybe Harvey White finally, hashtag Harvey White, uh, will get a start. But really, okay. well, so you, you, know, you think that he will? Look, I, I can't, I can't see Josie doing that. Like, you know, youth, youth promotion youth, is not his if thing. If anything, we'll, we'll see people that we don't usually see starting games, at least getting more than I would say half an hour. Skip's definitely going to play, I would imagine. Fernandez for sure, because really, well, really? I, well, here's the thing: if, if, we, if we had nothing going on it, I could see that. But you know, there is still something to play for in, in our case, and you know, victory will give us a much better chance of getting what we need. You know, if Wolves don't win their game, so like, yeah, look, I, I've said I think from as soon as the restart started that you know I, I wanted to see a bit more rotation because we had so many games and we haven't seen it. Right, we've played pretty much we have unchanged for the last three now. I see no reason for him to change things up because it's it is working. Do I think it's the best eleven that we have? No. Do I think it's the best eleven based on what formations he picks, whether it's four four two or four three three? Again, I think the answer is no. But it is getting results, and I, I don't think Josie is going to change that winning team. Mm-hmm. Well, H, you um, you spoke about it recently that we have we actually do have something to play for. So if we if we win and Wolves do not win, we get six. Can you run us through the permutations? I think it's a little bit clear, clearer now. Um, now that Arsenal have, have lost, they can't finish above us. What are the permutations? Because they can still win the FA Cup. The Wolves can still win Europa League. What, what are the permutations? All right. So let's see if I can do this in less than a minute. Um, <laughs> basically, if we better Wolves' result on Sunday, we will finish above them. If they lose and we draw, we finish above them. If they draw and we win, we finish above them. If they win then we're screwed. doesn't matter what we do. We can't obviously go above them. So that's the first thing. If we get sixth, then it means we don't necessarily have to worry about the cup final next week, right? Because we'll, we will be safe. That's nice. I, I don't really want to watch the FA Cup final anyway, but I certainly won't yeah. want to watch it knowing that it's going to help Spurs if one team wins or not. But so if we get sixth, 
then we don't have to worry about the cup final. But we do have to worry about who wins the Europa League. Because if Wolves went and did that, then it would push us out of Europe altogether. Right? So the first thing we need to do is make sure we finish sixth. And then we can all hate on whoever Wolves have to play in their, in their last 16 game. Um, is, it, is it likely that Wolves win the Europa League? Probably not. But they're not a bad team, right? I mean, the mm. Traore on his day could probably help them beat anyone. And again, they're not really, they don't really struggle with injuries. They've got a pretty full squad to pick from. I, but I would rather have that <laughs> than finish seventh. And then, because if you finish seventh, you hope that Chelsea win the following week. But if Chelsea win the following week, do I then have to worry about Wolves winning the Europa League? No, I don't. That's the crazy right. thing. So it's, it's pick your poison. Right, like if Wolves go on and win the Europa League, well, it doesn't matter because they're above us, so they get and their EL place becomes a CL place, and fifth and seventh go into the EL. So, you know, what do you want to do? I, I, I would rather finish sixth and then assume that Wolves are not going to win the Europa League. Do, do you know what other teams are in the Europa League? So, put you on the spot. I, I have no idea who's in it. So, so many United, many United are. I imagine many United oh, yeah. must be favourites. Uh, I think Inter Milan still are because they, but I don't think they got to play either of their games. Um, Basel are in it because I know they beat Frankfurt quite handily in, in their first leg. I mean, this is there are some teams in it that played their first leg, and there are others that haven't played at all. So, I mean. <sighs> It's unlikely, you would say, that, you know, but again, they only have to play one game now. They don't have to play two. So it makes it easier for a team to progress. You know, one team has a bad day, they're gone. They don't get a chance the following week. Mm. I mean, I'm happy that there's football to watch in August. But again, <laughs> I, I, I want to watch those games without really caring who wins. So, look, you know, it's weird. My, my, my best friend here in Vienna, I've said this many times, he's a Wolves fan. I, I want them to do well but not at Spurs' expense. So if we finish sixth, I don't want them to win the Europa League. If we finish seventh, I probably will want them to because it won't affect us. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Again, as long as Chelsea beat the goons in the cup final. There's just, there, there are still lots of permutations, sadly, but I think mm. the one we need to worry about is we make sure we, we get a better result than Wolves do because you know Chelsea, thankfully, have something to play for and it won't be easy for Wolves to win there. Aviva, we've spoken about this on other pods, but, but we haven't actually spoken to you about it. Um, are you a fan of the Europa League? Do you want us to be in the Europa League or do you want us to go all guns blazing for the league next season? No European distractions. Uh, I mean, it's we've been kind of spoiled in the last few years with only being in the Champions League. And it, I had to think about it. You know, I was just thinking about the other day. What was it like when you were in the Euro Europa League or, or what would it be like? And honestly, I, I'm interested to see what this team does in a, in, a, in a competition like that, where the teams you're playing are quality teams, but they're not like a Bayern or a Real Madrid or Barcelona or a PSG. Um, and to see how far they go, because surely, I mean, Jose loves this comp competition. He won it with Manu. Um, mm. And looking at the teams that are still in it now, we've beaten most of them before. Uh, for example, like, you know, Wolves are playing Olympiacos. We beat them you know there's rangers leverkusen these are all beatable teams so you know if that's what we end up getting then i'm all for it hey you you're a fan i assume of europa league yes because austrian teams tend to be in that competition <laughs> so spurs might come <laughs> and visit me for a change yeah so look, i mean yeah i i like europe i do remember what it was like to dream of a european spot like i remember when we 
uh, when was it when we lost to Kaiserslautern one year? I think it was after we won the League Cup in '99. It was a f- first game, and we end up losing, conceding a late goal in Kaiserslautern when we're gone, and that's it. That was your first chance for for almost ten years, as far as Spurs were concerned. So I I, I don't want to take it for granted. Yes, Champions League is better. But the Europa League is something I want. Like, if you want to be a big club, you have to handle as many competitions as possible. If you want to think that you can win trophies, you've got to enter them. Like, I, I don't understand the logic. I don't think we will have a better chance to win trophies if we have, you know, like, are we really going to have a better chance to win the league if we're not in Europe? possibly right if, if you want to make that you could probably do that but I don't think we're going to win the league I don't think it's really an option so does Europe really affect your cup ties well I wouldn't have thought so most of mm. the league cup happens in the first half of the season the FA cup usually has its own separate weekends anyway so it, it doesn't you know there may be one or two op- uh, opportunities where you, your games get pushed back and postponed because you're involved in it but we're a big club that's what we want to be doing you know, we want our fixtures to be postponed because we're doing well in games. So, or in competitions, I just don't, I, I don't really understand the logic of saying, screw this, we're going to go all out for the league because, I mean, I just, I don't, even with Jose, I don't see it as a realistic possibility for next season. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm all in as well. Let's, let's, let's do the Europa. HG, do you think that Jose will stick with the same lineup? Like you said, there's no injuries. And he, he, he does like a settled side. Do you see any changes in the starting lineup? From Jose, probably not. I think I would make a change, but I don't think I'd, I'd, bring, I don't think I'd take Lucas out. I mean, I like the fact that he's playing on the wing. I feel like I've been calling for this for, for you know a year and a half almost. It's nice to see Aurier actually playing as a fullback and not as a pseudo winger. So like, I, I think Bergvine, I'd probably bring him in for the Celso because I think the Celso's had a poor few games. It, it does look like he's carrying an injury. But there's no reason to play him. And I think, you know, if we're going to have attacking options, then the pace of Sun and Bergwijn and Lucas will, will work in our favour. I think that would work quite well. And if you wanted to go 4-4-2, you could put Bergwijn on the left and put Sun up front with Kane. And I still think it would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that, that that would be the probably the, the change that I would make. But I, I don't think there's going to be more than that. I'd be very, very surprised if Jose made any changes. If he does... It's going. Well, I mean, who's it going to be, really? Because it's not as if he's picking the same substitutes to come on. It's more of a case of, hey, you get 15 minutes, but you're not really coming on to try and change it. Bergwijn did that at Newcastle, but it's. I don't think that Jose is really trying anything different. He's going to stick to what has been working. And the question is, yeah, are people really fit to play? We saw at the end of the Leicester game that Sonny won play, the Player of the Year. Aviva, was he your pick? Who, who do you think was the standout player in this long? and winding season. It was Sun. I'm, I'm glad he got it. He got all the awards. Goal of the season, youth team player of the season, player of the, whatever, he got it all. And he deserved it, rightly so, for his, his attitude. You know, he, he thankfully, you know, there was the break in, in play because of the, the shutdown. So he had to go to, to military uh, training, but still like coming right back and, and, and start um, picking up where he left off. And that goal against Burnley, come on. Like that was just mm. a highlight. That was a highlight of everyone's season, regardless of what happened. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad that he got it. No one is more deserving, and um, hopefully he'll put in a performance for us this weekend. Hey, so what about you? Were you, were you did you agree with Son? Because I think Hugo has been an excellent, certainly um, since he came back from his injury. Um, but do you agree with with Aviva that Son was a worthy winner? 
I don't think anyone can sit here and say that it was a bad choice. It wouldn't have been my choice. But I th- I would probably go with Toby because I just think we look a better team with him in the side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, has he had better seasons for us? Yes. Right. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that in my mind that you know when he and Yan were at the top of their game, they both looked better than they have done. I think Toby suffers a little bit by having to play on the left because Sanchez can't do it. However, he he is the quality defender. Um, you know, he, he's held it all together. So look, Son has done well. Obviously, the red cards kind of go against him, but you know, Son won us the game at Villa as well. It's there, there, there are there are lots of. I think everyone has been a seven out of ten pretty much the entire season. They've either been injured or sevens. I don't think anyone has played massively well. But I mean, you look, I, mean, I was looking at statistics today of, of, of Delhi, right? Delhi's obviously been injured quite a lot, played 24 games, but in those 24 games, he scored eight. I mean, that's a pretty good return mm-hmm. for someone who everyone seems to think is has had a bad year and has a bad, you know, bad two years, really. So I, I, I think with Spurs, it's... It's nice that everyone has hit a certain standard, but we do need to find a way that those players can hit the heights that we've seen from them before. Great stuff. Well, um, let's look ahead to the game on Sunday. Let's get your predictions, the final predictions of the year. HG, you first. What do you think will the score will be against Palace? Uh, 1-0 Spurs. It just happens. <laughs> it happens almost every year. I mean, last year, Foyt got the winner. So who knows who will score the goal? But yeah, 1-0 Spurs. Let's say an own goal because we've got a few of those recently too. <laughs> Who's getting the own goal, Dan? Uh, I'd like it to be. I don't know. I quite like Dan. Who? I, I, I'm trying to think now. Who? Who? Who might be Who's fit enough injured? to do it? Can, can, can we say Townsend? Because you know, obviously, <laughs> as a Spurs fan, it would be an unfortunate own goal for the Spurs fan to find the top corner from 20 yards. So yeah, let, let, let's go. You know, Townsend tries to cut out across from Ben Davis, and it deflects over the keeper and goes in the far corner. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Aviva, what about you? What's your score prediction? Um, I'm going. I'm going big. I'm going four mm-hmm. 0 I'm going wow. repeat of the the game at the first game at the stadium. I'm or there's going to be goals, is what I think at least. And there might be goals from them as well, but I definitely think we'll win. So let's say four 0 for now. I think just correction. I think the first game at the stadium was two 0 The four 0 was was, the, um, uh, was in the, September. In September, like, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. The point is, we score goals against them, and they don't score against us. So, let's let's have another one of that this weekend. Four 0 cool. Um, I'm gonna go three 0 I reckon um, they 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 they're not gonna score against us, and I think their defense is too too fucked. So we're gonna we're gonna do them. Okay, but wait, uh, okay. but even if we win, obviously it does matter about the Chelsea game. So, do we think that Chelsea will get the result that we need them to get? Do they need to be? They they need to no, beat. No, we, we only to have beat. to beat them. I explained this in a minute earlier oh, no, no, on no. the show. Um, but Chelsea, no, like so, if yeah. Chelsea Wolves finishes as a draw, then we win. But if Wolves lose, we only need a draw. Do Chelsea have something to play for against Wolves? That was my question. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, then uh, yes, they do because if if Chelsea lose and Leicester against Man United is a no, I got this right. There, there is a way that Chelsea don't make top four. They need a point. So I think if Leicester Man United finishes level and Chelsea lose, then Chelsea finish fifth. They do right. because because Chelsea's goal difference is worse. So Leicester and Man United both have like high twenties goal difference, and Chelsea's is half of that. So they can't allow Leicester to catch them up on points, which I think Leicester are only one point behind right now. 
So yeah, they they, okay. they they do need something, Chelsea. They 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 can't. If Chelsea were to lose, then they would need United to beat Leicester, and then Chelsea would be fine. HG, thanks for joining. Anything to add? No. Um. Only I'm sorry, uh, best friend Michael, for wanting Wolves to lose this weekend, but I do. So come on, Spurs. <laughs> Aviva, thanks for joining. Anything to add? No, just thanks for having me on again. And here's you know, it's been a great season, for the pod, and hopefully blokes will have something good to talk about after the game this weekend oh thank you well it's been a great season it's been an up and down season and so cheeseheads do listen out for the review pod from franco hg and the uk crew which will probably be out sunday evening do follow us on twitter if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube uh, thank you for listening as always we do appreciate it and as ever come on you spurs come on you spurs come on you spurs sports social podcast network